The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draftkit and the free rule football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, August the 30th, and we are here to handicap a full state of MLB action for Wednesday, August the 31st. Uh, my co-host this evening uh, is Mr Noah Bennett. Can Noah, how are you doing, man? What's happening? How are we doing, Malcolm? Doing pretty well. Um, I, I really don't have much to add, as in like an update of my day yesterday or whatnot. I have a couple of news topics that we can talk about, but uh, ready, just ready to jump into. We have a full appetite of games today, and just me and you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, what, what, you gonna you gonna drop these news things in as we go? Or am I, uh, do I need to stay on my toes? Whatever you want to do. I I just kind of have them listed here, so I'm do to forget one if we don't do it at the top, but I'm, I'm good either way. Okay. Hit me with one then I'll see if I've got an opinion. So, I mean, you kind of were writing an article used to, I guess, uh, writing an article on, uh, awards futures, but they're all kind of chalk. Uh, I guess one yeah. topic of conversation that we could talk about is Justin Verlander just landed on the 15 day IL with a right calf strain. He is, uh, currently, 10 innings shy of qualifying for like a cumulative stat categories. So like an ERA title and uh, other stuff like that. I did some uh, math in my head and if everything goes right during his IL stint, he would be due back uh, like around August 13th in Detroit to face the Tigers. Yeah. Okay. Um, is the is the news on him that it's going to be a minimum stay on the IL, do we think? Yeah, it's a 15-day IL. So right now, if he comes back in that estimated time frame and all is well, he would have three starts left. So he would be able to – he just needs 10 innings. So he would be able to qualify for AL Cy Young, I believe. But, I mean, it's it's writers voting him in anyway. So not like yeah. – big thing but it just kind of opens it up for that second tier because right now verlander kind of distanced himself but right behind him you have the group of manoa cease cole framber valdez that could get interesting here so yeah um, well i did mention on last night's pod that i was planning on doing a piece on those kind of awards to see if there was any value over the last month yeah and then i looked at the day and there wasn't and there was no point writing a piece for the sake of writing it um everyone was chalk the home run was gone the Cy Youngs, the Rookie of the Year. So when everything was just like minus 800. Uh, so I ended up pivoting to a fun piece on 
the AAA Championship, um, oh, which go. will come out in the next day or two. So yeah, I've been uh, I've been balls deep in the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs this afternoon. No? <laughs> Who are they? Um, uh, oh, mate, I can't. Don't it sent me cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> they are the second behind. I believe it's. Ah, is it the Reno Aces or is it Nashville Sound? Um, anyway, they're going to make the final and they're going to get beat off Durham. I don't want to spoil the article, but that's that's for the two people who are currently in the live chat. Um, right. Durham Bulls at uh, six to one is the answer. Um, we're not just talking to two people in the live chat. We're talking to nine hundred that download the podcast. Oh, we let it. We let it that bit out. It's all right. Don't worry. This is just <laughs> this is just for the two people. And now the third person is just so gutted because they've just missed an exclusive. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, but I know um, so Verlander was minus 400 and I think Dylan Cease was his nearest rival Munaf um, put in our little show chat this afternoon that he thought Verlander hadn't pitched enough innings so that'd be interesting because I think I think didn't Verlander um, he's got, he's beat Cease in a game quite recently yes, he did that was kind of the the tipping point. That's when it, that's when the, the the odds kind of diverged and gave and gave Verlander the clear edge so yeah it'd be interesting yeah. to see uh, also, yeah. home run chases here. Both guys hit homers yesterday. Aaron Judge hit 50, and Pools hit 694. There are some hmm. uh, weird propositions out there. There's uh, one that's like, will Pools hit 700? There's another, will Judge hit 63? Because that's who he needs. Uh, I, I believe it's Babe Ruth's Yankee record at 62 in a season. Um and there's something for both, like over one and a half of those uh, home run chases being complete. Um, what's your opinions on that? Because I think Pujols is going to get 700. I'd love to see that. Judge is the one I'm a little bit concerned about. Yeah, I think Pujols will. I actually, um, when I was mucking around on my local book today looking for baseball runs, there was an Albert Pujols career prop on there, uh, which I was amazed at. So yeah. obviously MLB is getting a little, bit of, um, a little bit of traction over here. So someone's betting on it. Um, so yeah, I mean, Judge just needs to stay healthy, doesn't he? And he's been great this year, absolutely yeah. uh, brilliant. I made him the uh, the post header for our our blog post that accompanied this article tonight. And he just it was just a great photo of him stood in the uh, in the tunnel before coming out at Yankee Stadium, and he's a he's a behemoth of a man. It was an iconic thing. So yeah, if uh, if Judge stays healthy, then yeah, I think it'll be. Do you see those uh, graphics the, the, of him holding a water bottle and just like his no. that makes it mini? <laughs> just ridiculous. They both seem like relatively fun guys to root for. Well, obviously, yeah. Pujols is a legend. Yeah, I think everyone is rooting for him. And I think the only stigma Judge has is the Yankees thing, which doesn't really affect me. I haven't got that bias that a lot of <laughs> American sports fans seem to have. Yeah, I think the only I did the math. He Pujols, I'm talking about. He needs six home runs in his next 34 games to hit 700, and he had eight in August. So August 31st here, we're talking about. He's got a month and three days to do it. So he's going to need to keep the same pace that he's been on in the second half. Fair enough. Uh, good stuff. No, I'm sure more. Um, we don't often stay on track. I'm sure more stuff will uh, will crop up as we meander our way through. For sure. Um, tomorrow's um, full slate of games. There's been a couple of games off the board. I've just had a late pitching change in one of mine, so we've probably got accurate numbers on around about eleven of the fifteen. But we will uh, we will crank out as much content and as many picks as we can. Uh, the two or five Eastern first pitch tomorrow. A little bit of day baseball. Which is good for me. Although Newcastle play Liverpool tomorrow, so I'll uh, I'll be multitasking tomorrow, watching a bit of baseball, getting stuck into that Newcastle match. The 
Houston Astros at the Texas Rangers, which is Christian Javier, and he is the pitching change. I handicapped Luis Garcia this afternoon, uh, but Christian Javier is going to go for Houston, and Martin Perez will go for the Texas Rangers. No lines, which I think um, falls into what we were just saying about the Houston pitcher. I think the books have been taken by surprise and have uh, taken the lines down on that one. But we can give you a, a bit of a handicap, if not um, an awful lot of info on the picks. Uh, Christian Javier on the season is 7-9, and nine, um, has a 297 ERA, has pitched 115 and one-third with 150 strikeouts. Martin Perez is 10-4, and four, 269 ERA, has pitched 154 innings with 139 punches. Javier has just been great. Um, had a Short start last time. I don't know if it was maybe injury or if he was feeling something. Um, he got pulled after three innings against Baltimore. He'd only given up three hits uh, in two earned runs. So it wasn't like the wheels had completely fallen off. I'm not really sure. I might have to have a little look into that. But um, that was on the 26th um, of August. So it's not it's not egregious. It's not keeping him out of a, a turn in the rotation. Before that, he'd been absolutely great. He'd thrown six innings every single start. Six strong as well. Uh, only given up four earned runs over that 24-inning patch. Um, I was actually going to take Texas to win this game while Garcia was on the mound because I really like Martin Perez and what he's been doing. Um, he has got a 341 ERA in his last five and he's faced... Um, Houston three times so far this season with a 3.43 ERA. So he's been going along okay. Um, and he's been really good at home as well, Martin Perez. So, I mean, I did like Texas, but the inclusion of Christian Javier changes this a little bit. I think towards an under, we always, I, pick, I feel like I take Houston under every day of the week. Um, the under's going to come in low here. I think the number will be round about seven. Um, so it would be Marlene's an under, but... Um, on the spot with Javi, I'm not really sure. Noah, what do you think? So I think that appearance was him out of the bullpen. I looked it up. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, August 25th, they announced that he Yeah, was, yeah, you're right. He didn't start the game. The I see rotation. that stat now, yeah. Yeah. So the rotation into the bullpen. Um, and now with the Verlander injury, it looks like they're getting ahead of it, and he is on full rest. So they're throwing him in there. And that is probably why there was the late change. So... Uh, Malcolm, I think you're off the hook here. And given that the books don't have the odds out um, and that they took them down, I think Javier is a better, has been going better than Garcia this year, in my opinion. Uh, I like the Astros in the spot. Yeah, unquestionably, um, Javier's been going better than than Garcia. Um, okay, we'll move on to uh, two tennis and first pitch between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, this is another game. that It's the a couple of these early ones that are off the board here. Um, Pittsburgh, officially TBD. Um, I've got Bryce Wilson going for Pittsburgh and Freddie Peralta uh, will take the ball for the Brewers. Uh, no lines on this one either, has it, unfortunately. Bryce Wilson... He's 2-8 on the season with a 6-12 ERA, 82 and a third. Pitched for 55 strikeouts. Freddie Peralta, 4-3 and three with a 369 ERA, 63 in one-third pitch now with 70 strikeouts. Uh, Wilson just struggling, struggling, struggling. Um, 579 ERA in his last five starts. He's just generally poor. just gives up loads of runs every start. Yeah. Freddie Peralta's settling in and... And I'm pleased to see that because I really liked him last year. He was a little bit wobbly um, when he first 
came up off the aisle this season, which is fair enough. I don't, I, I kind of get that. He's now up to 63 innings. Um, he's got a winning record. Now he's got a head um, four and three, 255 ERA in his last five. So he's, yeah, he's going a hell of a lot better. This really is a boring, but very straightforward Brewers run line pick. Noah. Yeah. The Bryce Wilson thing is uh, what I am like not certain about, you know, you, we're seeing it on the sites that we're looking at, but uh, he just came out of relief on the 29th through three innings against Milwaukee. <clears throat> so really, I, if he starts this game, it's probably an opening. Um, and then he had a, a one inning relief appearance against Philly on the 26th. So he's just kind of this Pirates starting rotation is kind of out of order as well. Um, but my favorite fade this year has been against Bryce Wilson um, and Freddie Peralta has been going pretty well. So we're, we're going with the Brewers here as well. Okay, we'll have some numbers on these following games so we can get stuck into this properly now. Uh, 3.45 Eastern first pitch, the San Diego Padres and the San Francisco Giants. Joe Musgrove goes for the Padres and the lefty Alex Wood is on the bump for the Giants. The Padres are minus 135. San Francisco Giants, the home puppy, at plus 115. Total here is set at eight. Uh, Noah, what do you make of this one? Yeah, so San Diego eight and three in their last eleven games. The Giants, they are two and nine in their last eleven straight up. Um, eight in San Diego's they're, they're eight and three in their last eleven games against the Giants. I should uh, clarify that. Uh, Joe Musgrove bumping here for the Padres eight and six this year, two ninety six ERA, one hundred thirty eight strikeouts, twenty nine walks, one hundred forty two point two innings pitched. He has a three oh five ERA in the month of August, and Alex Wood. 8 and 11 this year, 5 ERA, 126 uh, Ks, 29 walks, 126 innings pitched. So that's a strikeout per inning, but he has a 10.45 August ERA. I feel very comfortable actually betting San Diego on the money line in this spot. San, Di- or San Francisco is just really slumping right now. Um, so I love the Padres here with their ace on the mound. Okay, I I saw this line here at seven and a half earlier on, and I was going to take it under on that. So now that it's moved to eight, um, I'm delighted to take that extra half run. I like both pitches here. Musgrove has been good, and I do like Alex Wood. This is a pitcher's park. Um, San Diego is still scuffling along, and San Francisco don't score very many runs. Um, so it's a similar handicap to the to the game that's going to go off in a little while that we handicapped yesterday. You know? uh, so I'm going to take um, under eight um, in that one for me. Uh, did we have numbers yes. on that Houston Astros Rangers game? No, they just dropped. We have Throw Houston minus one fifty four on the money line. The Rangers plus one thirty. Houston minus one and a half plus one oh eight plus one and a half for the Rangers minus one thirty. Total set at seven and a half. So, just for reference, there. Okay, yeah, the seven and a half is fine. I thought it might be seven actually. So my understands and what were you minus one sixty something for the Astros is it? It's just minus a, 154 for the money line. Okay. So it's a nice little one-and-a-half unit play. Correct. Just just about a working man's price, Noah. Um, a 6-10 Eastern first pitch is the Baltimore Orioles at the Cleveland Guardians, where Jordan Lyles goes for Baltimore and Tristan McKenzie goes for Cleveland. Baltimore plus 140. Cleveland minus 166. Total at 7.5. Jordan Lyles is 9-9, nine and nine, has a 4.45 ERA. He's pitched 145 and two-thirds with 121 strikeouts. Tristan McKenzie is 9-10 and 10 with a 3.17 ERA, 
147 and two-thirds pitched, 142 strikeouts. Um, Lyles is going okay. 395 on the road over his last... Uh, sorry, 395 in his last five, but he has been poor on the road. He's got a 585 road ERA. He's also got a 423 ERA against the AL Central. And there's a lot of pitchers um, this year that we tend to pull out their AL Central stats because they got caught in that little bubble of facing yeah. Yeah, the Tigers and the Royals and the yeah. White Sox and, and benefited from it. Well, yeah. Lyles, Lyles has pitched 38 and a third against the AL Central, which seems a lot. He must have just, his, his numbers come up against him quite a lot. Um, and he's got that 423 ERA, so hasn't really gone for him either. Um, McKenzie is really steadied into a very reliable starter now. Um, 278 home ERA for him. As much as we've enjoyed the Baltimore Orioles, this looks like a good spot for Cleveland. It's just on the, again, talking about the working man's price. I've got to stick with the Cleveland money line here at minus 166. Um, I'm not going to win any prizes, but um, yeah, that's my pick, Noah. Yeah, I think you're in the right spot here at home. Uh, it's a big ballpark, so I think the under is still kind of in play with both of these teams. Lackluster offenses. Um, McKenzie, good pitching. Lyles, he's been better than what he has been in these last uh, four games here. So under still seems a little bit enticing to me. But, yeah, the, my favorite play here is also the Guardians money, money line. Okay, so we'll take Cleveland there. Um, 640 Eastern first pitch, the St. Louis Cardinals at the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, two lefties on the hill in this one tomorrow. Uh, Jose Quintana for the St. Louis Cardinals and Mike Miner goes for Cincinnati. Uh, St. Louis are prohibitive at minus 230. Cincinnati plus 190 total here is set at nine and a half. Uh, Noah, uh, can you make a case for Mike Miner? Go on, I <laughs> No, not really. Oh, uh, St. Louis, they're 13-3 and three in their last 16 games. The over is hitting five in a row. Cincinnati, they're 2-6 and six in their last eight. Starting for St. Louis is Jose Quintana, like you mentioned, 4-6, and six, 331 ERA this year, 108 strikeouts, 42 walks, and 127.2 innings pitched. He has a 369 ERA in August. Very good form here. Uh, and then for Cincinnati, it's Mike Miner. It's a tale of two t- uh, sides. Three and ten on the year. Six ten ERA. Six six strikeouts. Twenty nine walks. Seventy nine point two innings pitched. He's a five ninety ERA in August. Uh, this is another game that I absolutely love. St. Louis has the number one OPS in the MLB against left-handed pitching with an eight oh eight, and they're ranked second in Moonoff's beloved WRC plus with a one seventeen. The Cardinals run run line seems pretty lockworthy f- for me here. Yes, I completely agree. I'm boring myself with these chalky picks, but it's the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, a couple of times already this week we've talked on the pod about the lines being sharp, the lines being right, and I don't know if it's because it's month six of the season, whether or not you boys have got to me. Uh, You've infiltrated me. You've poisoned my mind. But yeah, St. Louis Cardinals on the run line all day for me. Um, Yeah, that's it. Nothing more to add. It seems like it incredibly straightforward uh, yep. and slightly boring pick. Nothing boring about the winner, though, no worry. Nope. 6.40 Eastern, first pitch is the Tampa Bay Rays in the Miami Marlins. And we've got picture off the board here. Uh, no, so, right, okay. Drew Rasmussen is going for the Tampa Bay Rays. I've got Trevor Rogers going for Miami, Noah. He's kind of just the guy that always gets slotted in there. I think I remember yeah. saying that last week, too. I'll look um, up Rogers' numbers just for fun. 
Yeah, I've got no lines on this, so the books aren't certain. Yeah. Uh, the books are as uncertain as Miami are. So um, I got nothing on this one with no one going for my uh, for Miami at all. Um, did you have some Drew Rasmussen numbers or did you have a lean here? Um, I mean, Rogers last pitched on July 25th. And we've been saying this kind of all over the place. Like he's on the IL right now and they just haven't uh, pulled the trigger on like starting him in a game yet. Um, my <clears throat> The way I settled this game down was – Tampa Bay, they've actually been quite good lately. They're seven and two in their last nine games. And Miami is one and four in their last five, four and sixteen in their last twenty games at home, including a three game sweep of the Padres. Uh, so literally three of those four games were just a really good time of baseball for the Marlins there. Um, and the other win was just recently here against the Dodgers with uh, Alcantara on the mound. Drew Matt Rasmussen's pitching for Tampa Bay. He's 9-4, 277 ERA, 98, 99 strikeouts on the year, 27 walks and 110.2 innings pitched. He has a 149 ERA in August, including a 25-out perfect game attempt. The Rays, they're just the better team here, the better bullpen ranked in the top eight of the MLB. My pick here is the Tampa Bay Rays on the money line. Just Wait and see when it comes out. Yeah, it's going to be chalky, but um, yeah, there's better options uh, to have a bet on. There's a better option in this game. I love this one. Uh, this is my favourite series <laughs> of the week here. Seven oh five Eastern first pitch: the Oakland Athletics against the Washington Nationals. This is right in my wheelhouse. James Caprillion. is it? Well, you're absolutely goes for the Oakland Athletics, and one more good start, and it will be my guy Annabelle Sanchez goes for the Washington Nationals. Oakland are minus 115, Washington are minus 105. Um, the total here is set at eight and a half. Caprillion is three and eight on the season, 488 ERA, has pitched 103 and one third, 73 strikeouts. Sanchez is 0 and 5, 572 ERA, 39 and one third with 28 strikeouts. Caprillion's recent numbers look bad. Um, well, his recent ERA is 6.17 in his last five, but he got absolutely shelled against the Yankees. He had one bad start, effectively. Um, he was okay before that, though. He's got a 4.08 road ERA, which is a little bit of an issue. Now then, Annabelle Sanchez. You know that I have single-handedly resurrected this man's career over the last two weeks by fading him. You have. Um, and he's been absolutely... Well, he hasn't been absolutely brilliant at all. He's been okay <laughs> is what he's been. But in, compared to what he was previously... The turnaround's been mesmeric. Um, I am going to give Annabelle Sanchez one more chance to fuck this up. And if he doesn't, then I'll leave it after that. But I'm going to take Oakland because he can't, he shouldn't have done it once. He certainly shouldn't have been able to do it twice. So doing it three times, um, I may have to readjust my um, my whole thought process here. Uh Washington have been playing okay. They need to be good, all right. No, they took a couple off the uh, off the Yankees at the weekend. Be interesting to see how the game goes tonight because this is a weird one. This is like day two of a lot of the series, and we handicapped day one yesterday, but then those day one games haven't been played, so we're kind no of doubling down. Suck. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're doubling down on a lot of the on a lot of the handicaps in yeah, terms the of the teams. Stuff, yeah. The, yeah, the trends, the yeah, the the bats, the the home advantage, the road teams, things like that. So obviously the pitches have changed, but a lot of what we handicapped yesterday remains the same. Um I, I took Oakland yesterday. I'm gonna take Oakland again today and hopefully by tomorrow 
um, one or two of these, one or two of these will have come in. So um, is it Washington, Noah? What have you got? Yeah, it is Washington. I feel really good about it because you're on the other side. And for context, guys, he has locked up the total going over in both of Annabelle Sanchez's last two starts. Now, I'll take you through Sanchez. Have I? Did you you looked at that? Why did you... Because I know you've gone back and looked at that. Yes, because I make the clips and (laughs) make the clips. So happy about that. He in his last few starts, we're just going to start at July 14th and go up to August 24th. 720 ERA, 540 ERA, 953 ERA, 831 ERA, 720 ERA, 540 ERA. Now in the last two games, Malcolm has locked the over in his starts. He had a 180 ERA where he went five innings, only gave up one earned run, and that was on a bomb. (laughs) And then he went 4.1, didn't give up a single run. And both games were under and like not even close to coming (laughs) over total. So I'm just going to go with the cash cow, and that's Malcolm fading Annabelle. So we're going to fight you about that. I've just found because I I filled up my, my big pink notebook here. So I'm just flicking through the back and I've got Sanchez against George Kirby last week. And it's written under there, way too low with four A's in way too low. I believe believe you were, your quote was, I'm buying it and they shouldn't be selling it. It's the correct, yeah, you're right about that. If I click back about four pages before that, um, he's good. There he is again. Washington Sanchez, horrible. That's what it says. Over <laughs> seven and a half. Fucking hell. Big pink. <laughs> Jinx the big pink diary. Anyway, Annabelle Sanchez tomorrow. Dead man walking. Let's get Auckland over the line. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, where are we next? We're going to a 7.07 first pitch between the Chicago Cubs and the Toronto Blue Jays. Chicago Cubs is officially a TBD uh, pitcher. Um, I've got nothing at all actually for this one. This might be the, I think this is the last game uh, that is off the board currently. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing still for the Cubs. <clears throat> the who are they playing? The Blue Jays <laughs> have got Mitch. <laughs> the Blue Jays have got Mitch White going. Um, no odds at all with Chicago not having a pitcher. Um, I want to see who's pitching for the Cubs because I want to fade Mitch White. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah, was he slated to go yesterday too, or am I wrong? Yeah, um, we chatted on Twitter to someone about him. I can't remember who it was. Uh, was it Dennis? I don't, maybe know, was I don't know why that was, but Gosman was slated to go yesterday. I, I saw you talking about Mitch White either yesterday or today. Yes, so, I remember that. Um, he gave up seven against the LA Angels last time. Yeah. I don't expect him to be that good. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not a big fan. And still not entirely sold on the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm not sure if the Chicago Cubs... Um, they, I was robbed last night of a big underdog um, when they lost in extras uh, to the. Yeah, that was the, terrible. Yeah, the cards because we were ahead quite early and we handicapped that nicely on Javier Assad. Um, yeah. Was a nice handicap. We got that one right, but um, didn't get on the right side of it in extra innings. So the Cubs have been competitive, and yeah, Blue Jays are beatable. And I'm not a huge fan of Mitch White. So we'll see who's on the bump. Um, but the Cubs as a dog, if they've got somewhere near a respectable pitcher going, what do you uh, think? Yeah, I, I mean, I've kind of done this, I don't know, since the last week of the first half. And it's like big dogs at Toronto. Toronto just really hasn't lived up to their price tag. 
I guess that's the way to put it. Like it, yep. it was, it started with the Royals, then it was with the Cardinals when they were missing Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, then I think we went uh, with uh, the Diamond Diamondbacks. Were they out there? Were they one of the teams? I don't know. There's been a couple of just dumpy teams or just teams without stars that have gone out there and they've cashed like plus 100 like high plus Can- 100s Kansas. Like did you mention kansas because you yeah were- kansas city was the one without 10 prior to the all-star break yeah that's right yeah so that was the that was the team that i i first started noticing hey like this is somewhat profitable profitable so uh yeah cubs money line just kind of like sprinkle it all three games and see what happens yeah absolutely um the lines that we all have given you tonight are to be found at the win bet uh win bet is um, loving the new customer offer of uh, you bet $100, you get a $100 free bet. And it's also the best place to bet MLB. Uh, when bet have reduced juice on all baseball uh, games. So get across there. Casinos open 24 hours a day with a 100% deposit match bonus up to a 1,000 bucks. And they've just released their first QB with five touchdown prop bets. Loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Odds Trader, really good tool for the DGENs. Uh, relatively new to us here. Um, Odds Trader will compare odds from all major sports books on your behalf. They also compare signed up codes and promos uh, so you get the best value for your money. And then on top of that, you'll get your player stats, key game stats, injury reports, uh, game day weather, stuff like that. Uh, live scoring is on there as well as a bet tracker, which is absolutely brilliant. So you can keep on top of all your DGEN behavior. Uh, OddsTrader.com slash Blue Wire. Um, is the place to be. Odds Trader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. And don't forget the free roll football contest. I entered both of these last night. I had no idea what I was doing on the college one. I'll tell you what I did in a little while. Um, the college football contest is $1,500. Uh, and the NFL contest has got a five grand first prize with a two-night stay at the win Las Vegas uh, for me and the IT department when we take that down. Uh, sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord yeah i very much enjoyed putting my 16 nfl picks in so um, how was my visual advertising i was on mute and trying to talk to you yeah okay did that um but who are you looking at for college do you how many games are there that we have to choose um you get ten thousand credits so you get yeah. ten thousand fun pounds and you can do what the hell you want with it you can right. spread it out so I picked two massive underdogs, okay. like 35-point underdogs, with relatively low totals in the game, like 54, 55. Yeah. And I took the I took the two teams who had the plus 34 and 35. So I can't remember. Was, maybe was Purdue Sorry. one of them, maybe? <laughs> who? Purdue, maybe? Would they be a... Purdue? They weren't huge. Yeah. They're, minus, or they're plus three against Penn State. Oh, okay, right. No, I wasn't then. So, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of teams. I'll have a look when I finish. I haven't heard of anyone. So I, <laughs> and then I thought, bollocks to it. So I split my stake, 5,000 on each. I just thought we'd go in. So I need to go yeah. one and one, I'll survive to to fight for week two. Two and oh, and I'll start flexing my muscles. Well, if, I get to some, if I get to week three or four, I might actually start concentrating. But until then, I'm just going to start firing darts off and see if I hit some. I'm, 
I mean, those are smart dart throws. And I think the team that could have been in that uh, realm was uh, Colorado State against Michigan, maybe? No. No, I did, mate, I've got no you, idea. You I'm, wouldn't even know on, on just pressing buttons, names. Just pressing the screen. I was, was going to tell you, probably not a smart fit, no smart pick because I'm a Michigan guy, but yeah. uh, that one kind of seems like it would have been on the radar. Low total, but they're like a 30 and a half point underdog so okay yeah well yeah i went for the i went for the system rather than the the teams you know what i mean that just seemed like a, yeah. a relatively good system uh, i took my nfl ones a bit more seriously um because gotcha. i i don't know what i'm doing but i could you wanna, have a, you want to make two trips to vegas i will make two trips to vegas <laughs> yeah. don't i'm getting to i'm trying not to think about that because i'm getting too excited about <laughs> it so i'm not allowed to talk about that for another couple of days um oh, really? Net, yeah, just for my own sanity, really. I'm going to go uh, mad way too much. I can't sleep. Um, 7-10 Eastern first pitch. Um, I have remembered to go to the top left where the LA Dodgers will take on the New York Mets. Uh, Tyler Anderson, left-handed pitcher for the LA Dodgers. And Jacob DeGrom goes for the New York Mets. Um, the game of the night, this one by far, yeah. in the series of the week two. The LA Dodgers are plus 120. The Mets are minus 140. Total here. Is set at seven. Um, good game this one, Noah. What have you got? Yeah, how kind of you to give me the lead handicap on the night of the game and or game of the night and your team, the Mets, right? Not my nice team. Guy, it's not my team. Okay, but they're in the top left of your MLB page, so I had to click one box, didn't I? <laughs> Shut up. All right, so stupid boy. <laughs> Dodgers are five and one. In their last six games, straight up, they're twelve and four in the last sixteen against your New York Mets. What do you say? <laughs> Face palm. <laughs> All right. So Tyler Anderson on the mound. He's thirteen and two this year. Incredible record. Two sixty nine ERA. One hundred eleven strikeouts. Thirty walks and one hundred and forty point two innings pitched. In August, he has an ERA of three thirty. <clears throat> For Jacob DeGrom, he's starting for the Mets. Three and one in the five starts so far this year. 215 ERA, 46 strikeouts, only two walks, and 29.1 <laughs> innings pitched. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. And he's had at least nine strikeouts in all four of his starts where he went at least six innings pitched. There was one game where he had five innings and he struck out like eight, I believe it was. So it's just uh, been a crazy start of the season for DeGrom. Uh, I think this is a good spot actually for the Mets to take, to just kind of tee off against a left-handed pitcher that we know this lineup can their numbers against left-handed pitching lately have taken a little bit of a nosedive, but uh, at home with the ground pitching, the Dodgers are an underdog for the second time in the last three and a half seasons. So I don't think that's a mistake. We're going to go with the, uh, the money line on the Mets here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great handicap, and I completely agree with you. I saw a minus 125 uh, this afternoon um, while you were no doubt in bed. I get these nice sharp early lines here. Uh, that's how I moved to minus 140, but minus 125. I mean, you, when do you see your price like that on Jacob de Grom? It's just not going to happen. So no. um, I was absolutely uh, delighted with that price. And I think, yeah, you just got to take um, – it's a, it's a good game, yeah, close game, but – it's it's to Grom and the Mets at home. I know they've got a history of letting him down, um, but do. I think you just you just have to take the uh, take that price tomorrow. And I'll be I'll be back in my New York Mets uh, tomorrow night. Hey, you just said your New York Mets. Ah, it was just a little trick for you, mate. Seven <laughs> uh, ten 
Eastern first pitch, the Seattle Mariners at the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Marco Gonzalez, left-handed pitcher for Seattle. And Tyler Alexander goes for Detroit. Uh, Seattle are minus 165, Detroit plus 140. Total area is set at eight. Um, we're going to pass this one back to you again, Noah. Thank you. Uh, the Mariners, they're eight and four in their last 12 games. The Tigers, five and two in their last seven, five and one in their last six games against the Mariners. And the under inside Comerica Park has uh, cashed in seven straight games here. The most important stat here or trend is that Detroit is 0 and four in their last four games where I have attended the game. That's right. I'll be at the game on Wednesday against the Mariners. Um, they have lost to the Twins, Pirates, Royals, and the formerly known as the Indians uh, in the last four appearances that I have made to the park. So Marco Gonzalez here, 9-12, 397 ERA on the year, 79 strikeouts, 43 walks, and 140.2 innings pitched. In August, he has a 537 ERA. But if you take out those first three games in August and you just go in the last two games, he has a 170 ERA against Oakland and Cleveland. So he has sort of found something out there. Detroit, they're starting Tyler Alexander, 3 and 8, 483 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 15 walks, and 63.1 innings pitched. He himself has a 741 ERA in August, but his last start, uh, he gave up seven. If you take that start out, uh, if you take that start out, he has a 343 ERA in six in his last six starts. So the Tigers, their offense is incrementally better against left-handed pitching here. Uh, they've scored 32 runs in our last four games. The offense is showing some sort of signs of life. Uh, my play might be the Tigers here on the money line. I, I just think the price is a little high on the Mariners. Yeah, I um similar train of thought without being as brave. I've got Detroit on the run line here at minus one twenty. Um, they have been a lot more competitive. Seattle, uh, see Gonzalez. Was, he had a good start last time out. I think Marco Gonzalez. Um, but before that, he's just been a little bit wobbly. And Detroit have just been a lot better all of a sudden. They seem to be, um. <laughs> Playing with, I don't know if they're just playing with the, the shackles off maybe a little bit or just there seems to be a little bit of a, a weight of expectation lifted off the shoulders and, and they're kind of just playing with house money now. It doesn't really matter how bad they're going to be. Um, just get through the, the month of September playing some playing some fun baseball and they, they've stayed in um, a lot of games and like you say, they've scored some runs. So I think they can keep this close. It, maybe They could even win, uh, but I'm going it's a little bit safer and took them. Uh, with that run and a half head start at minus 120. Yeah, I think I actually got my personal trend wrong too. I think they're 0 and 5. They also, I also saw them lose to Shohei Otani and the Angels. So I think it's 0 and 5. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, 720 Eastern first pitch, the Colorado Rockies at the Atlanta Braves, where Ryan Feltner draws the start for Colorado and Kyle Wright goes for Atlanta. Lines are plus 260 for the Rockies, minus 325, the Atlanta Braves. Tolia is set at eight and a half. Uh, Feltner, two and five, 587 ERA, has pitched 61 and one third, 51 strikeouts. Kyle Wright, 16 and five, 299 ERA, 147 and two thirds pitched, 144 Ks. It's a mismatch, really boring handicap. I've got to take you through it, but we're all going to come down on the Atlanta run line here. Um, 
Well, felt the 629 in his last five. He's got one good start in that ring. He's going to struggle tomorrow, effectively. Um, Kyle Wright, in his last two games started, has given up uh, three earned runs over 19 innings pitch. Sorry, last three games. Um, and against better opposition as well. I think I've written down here, it's the price of the century, which might be a mild... Uh, overstatement now looking back at it but Atlanta on the run line at minus 136 is like finding money in the street now. yeah I think you could play this one two ways I think Atlanta puts up a ton of runs and if that's the case this total is set at eight and a half seems kind of low too yeah so. yeah you're right actually it's a better price it's not a bad angle yeah. um, but if they do I mean they could still beat them sort of 7-1 or something like that <clears> in which case you, you need to be on the right side so play them both uh, split stake. 7.40 Eastern first pitch. The Boston Red Sox at the Minnesota Twins. Michael Wacker goes for Boston. And Joe Ryan for the Minnesota Twins. Lines are Boston plus 115. Minnesota minus 135. Tolia is set at eight. Uh, Michael Wacker was great last time. Is he going to back it up, Noah? Maybe. <laughs> Um, I still Maybe. don't really even know, and I did the handicap. Uh, Red Sox, they're two and six in the last eight games. Twins, four and one in the last five. The unders cashed in 10 of the Minnesota's last 15 games. I don't know why I said the Minnesota, but uh, Michael Walker <laughs> for the Red Sox, uh, nine and one, 253 ERA, 69 strikeouts, 25 walks, and 89 innings pitched. He has a two ERA in his three starts off of the IL. Minnesota's starting Joe Ryan here. He's 10-6, 365 ERA, 113 strikeouts, 34 walks, and 113.1 innings pitched, 340 ERA in August. I think this is a game where you have kind of two options that you can play here. You either take the Boston Red Sox money line in the first five, or you take the Twins money line uh, for the full game because that rough Red Sox bullpen could honestly give up a good start from Waka at any point. So if you're wanting to play this one safe, I think those are the two plays. Um, but honestly, uh, and a nice uh, under might be in play because I think Waka holds Minnesota like under three runs in the first five. Then Minnesota scratches across maybe two or three late in the innings. And throughout the game, I think that Minnesota keeps Boston at four or under. So maybe team totals under, um, but I'm not going to – I don't have anything to – put down. I'm not any confident in anything here. <laughs> um, I was quite confident in the over, unfortunately for everybody. Oh, really? um, yeah, that, <laughs> Michael, like a star, I just thought it was a bit of a flash in the pan. It's a bit of a lightning in a bottle situation. It's not going to happen again. Uh, Joe Ryan, I, I've liked him this season. He has gone well, but I'm just, he might be another one, you know, might just be fatiguing a little bit. Um, you've already mentioned that the Boston bullpen could chip in as well here late though, so this could be something like three to three as we get through seven innings and then we can get over. I actually saw seven and a half earlier on, which um, led me kind of to that over. I'm now seeing it eight. It's not going to put me off. Uh, it brings the push into play, uh, which isn't a disaster. But So, yeah, I'll take the over um, on that one. In support of you maybe saying that <clears throat> Waka had a little bit of a flash in the pan, he gave up four runs in six innings in his last start against the Rays. But, I mean, really, he's had – it's either been he's been excellent or it's blow up. He's had three blow ups in uh, seventeen starts, so take your chances. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so one yeah one in every four, so we get another one tomorrow. Um, sleeper 
is uh, one of our sponsors here, the fantasy platform, which no doubt you will use. I know I do as long as millions of other people. Um, Game-changing product that they've added onto it, though, which is the first ever uh, overall under game. that's It's integrated into fantasy. So if you've got your team and you're setting it for the week, if you've got uh, Derek Carr to throw over four and a half touchdowns and he's in your team, you can just click on Derek Carr and you can put a little... Uh, a little over bet on him. You can choose your own stake, choose your own players, um, and you can win anything from two to 20 times the money that you put in. It's built into the fantasy experience, which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the thing to do is download Sleeper uh, to play that overall under game, and you can join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 with the promo code SGP. Go to sleeper.com slash SGP. You get your $100 match on your first deposit. Tigs and Tigs apply. Tigs sleepers terms of use for details. And finally, run your pool. Uh, the home of competition. Moon fair host and all manner of shenanigans over at Run Your Pool. Um, we've got our very own... Uh, Survivor pool. Uh, they have survivors, pickums, fan, um, fantasy pools, all sorts of things. Our survivor pool has got a $500 first prize and $250 gift certificate as well. Um, you can sign up for that at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Three games left to handicap you on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Eight and Eastern first pitches, the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox. Left-handed pitcher Chris Bubich goes for Kansas City. Lance Lynn is on the bump for the White Sox. Kansas City are plus 152. Chicago White Sox minus 180. Totally error is set at eight and a half. Um, Noah, are we, are we trusting the White Sox yet? Um, honestly, yeah. Uh, Chicago, they're one in six in their last seven, and they take on. I mean, I'm gonna say it every time I'm on the podcast and they play the feisty Kansas City Royals offense. Uh, not no word fits them better than I, I think feisty there. But uh, hear me out. Uh, my, my pick is the White Sox on the money line here. Uh, they have the highest price their money line has been in the last two weeks. Lance Lynn has kind of figured it out over here with a uh, 272 ERA in August. His last five starts have been better than the previous, all of them, <laughs> this season. Uh, <laughs> he's 3-5 and five with a 5 ERA on the year, 83 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 77.1 innings pitched. And now what's your saying? It's like tits up and maybe with Boobich, his last name being Boob, we go boobs up here. Uh, Kansas City, two, he's Chris Boobich is 2-9 and nine on the year, 562 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 49 walks, 99.1 innings pitched on the year, 685 ERA in August. If Chicago doesn't win this one against one of the worst left-handed pitchers in the league, I'm putting them on auto-fade for the rest of the year. This is a game that they just have to win. Yeah, that's fair enough, but I can't put any of my money on them. I just can't trust them. I'm not betting it. It's minus 180. <laughs> um, interesting to see how that game goes tonight, actually. We took the Kansas City Rose as a dog in the Tuesday night game, so I'll be tuning into that one. Um, I've got the over here, and Boobit is always good for a few, and as much as you've said, Lansing, has he figured it out, or has he just maybe got a bit lucky? Actually, I had this total at eight, um, earlier on. The eight and a half kind of puts me off it a little bit, so I'm leaning towards the over, uh, but it wouldn't be a wouldn't be a huge lean. 
I'm happy with the eight, bringing the push into play, uh, but that eight and a half just puts me off a little bit. Uh, so we will move on to the He's, ninth. Lynn, in yes. his last two starts, played the Orioles and the Guardians, two probably playoff yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, decent. So only gave up one run in each. Okay. I still don't think he's figured it out. I just think he might have <laughs> spawned a couple of spaffy starts. Uh, 9.38 Eastern first pitch is the New York Yankees at the LA Angels. Garrett Cole goes for the Yankees and Patrick Sandoval, left-handed pitcher for the LA Angels. The Yankees are 2-1 to one on minus 200. The Angels are plus 170 total here. Set at 7.5. Garrett Cole is 10-6. With a 331 ERA, he's pitched 157 and two thirds with 200 punches. Sandoval, four and nine with a 305 ERA, 115 innings, 120 strikeouts. Um, Cole has a one and three record in his last five starts. He's got a 334 ERA. Um, he's been hit hard in two of those five starts. It's nothing to be alarmed about. Um, but that record is 10 and six. I mean, he it. it it tells you that he's vulnerable, that they're kind of beatable. I think he has he has quite a lot of bad luck. I don't think the Yankees have done him many um, favours, the bats, actually. Sandoval's been great. Um, 145 ERA in his last five starts, including a complete game shutout as well. Uh, the Angels... <laughs> was that who it was? Um, yeah. The Angels... Um, I took the Angels for this Monday night. Um, game which is yet to play as we record um, sorry there's a small child well not a small child there's quite a large child coming here and he's doing the most ridiculous dance I've ever seen I go away I interrupted you I kind of felt bad but <laughs> get now, away now um, so <laughs> uh, yeah I took the end tonight so I'd be interested to see how they get on um, I'm going to take him again uh, they swept the Blue Jays at the weekend Um the Yankees are still scuffling along. They're getting turned over um, at shorter price than, than this. Um, I saw, I actually had this written down at plus 160, so I'll happily take the extra 10 points. Give me the Angels here, plus 170. Let's have a home dog. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And the Angels were the team that I couldn't think of that recently just went into Toronto and they swept them. Um, they they put up 12 runs, eight runs, and two of the three games there. And then they just beat the Yankees on Monday night. They've won four in a row. Um, I really don't know. I, they might have figured something out here. They're not playing like the price tag that's been labeled on them in their last few games here. Uh, the Angels plus 170 here uh, in this spot. Kind of love it <laughs> against the Yankees. The Yankees, yep. their under is hit in nine of their last 10 games. And just listen to the totals that they put up for their own team here. Zero, two, four, four, four. Then they had one game against the Oakland Athletics where they put up 13 runs. Then they went back to three, two, one, and three in their last 10 games. Um, really, the offense has just kind of been relying on Judge to go deep or Rizzo to go deep or uh, really – it, it's been one long ball and manufactured one or two runs extra. Uh, that's kind of been how they've been going. Last night, Shohei hits a two-run bomb and it wins them the game. It, it's the Angels at home. They're going to be good enough to, I think, scratch across three or four against the Yankees and have a chance to win this based off of the fact that the Yankees offense has not played well lately. Yes, completely agree. Let's uh, let's give the Angels a chance tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Final game here is a 9-40 Eastern first pitch. The Philadelphia Phillies at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Bailey Falter 
left-handed pitcher for the Phillies and Tommy Henry, lefty, another one of your guys, Noah goes for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are a plus-126 home dog here. Philadelphia at minus-148, total here is set at nine. Um, is Tommy Henry going to get his win tomorrow, Noah? I mean, he's kind of going along all right. Better than I thought, to be honest. Phillies, they're 6-2 and two in their last eight games. Arizona, 5-1 and one in the last six. The over is cashed in the Diamondbacks, 7 of last eight games. Bailey Falter for the Phillies. He's 2-3, and three, 441 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 13 walks, and 51 innings pitched. On the road, he has an ERA of 556. And then we go over to my guy, Tommy Henry, three and two in his last five starts, 325 ERA, 19 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 27.2 innings pitched. Like I said, um, and maybe a couple of podcasts prior, he led Michigan to the College World Series finals in 2019. So far in 2022, he has surprised me a little bit by pitching well against bad matchups. Uh, he went to Colorado, played at Coors Field. Then he pitched against uh, the Cardinals, the best left-handed hit, uh, pitching hitting team in the league. And then he went up against the White Sox, who fare much better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. He has a 286 ERA combined in those last three uh, outings. And they're all of them just kind of just bad spots being in Coors and then two left-handed hitting lineups. Now the Phillies, they rake against lefties too. They have the fourth best OPS against Southpaws with a 782. I'm not confident with this pick, but Henry's three, his three quarter arm slot, four seamer slider curveball. That pitch repertoire has done well for him so far in the majors. The pick here is the D backs money line. Just, I don't have much confidence behind it. Um, I made exactly the same pick. I've got the D backs here as a dog. Um, Arizona had rolled a little bit as well. They've won four on the spin. Um, Philadelphia also going along okay. Um, Philadelphia got spanked last night. Was that the D-backs? Yes. Did you do you know what happened in that game? By the way, I know I took the Phillies on the run line. I know that. So they were up seven nothing in the middle of the fourth inning. They gave Ooh. up twelve consecutive runs. My book pays out if your team goes up by five runs. Um, oh, you, you you get an instant payout on that. Um, so yeah, you want to find yourself. Uh, find yourself a book that treats you as well. Um, is that, you know, I, exactly. The, I, I think Tommy Henry, I think it's time um, tomorrow. And yeah, I like uh, Arizona being, they're another one who just seemed to have taken the handbrake off as well, playing with a little bit more freedom lately. Uh, so hopefully they can, um, they can get us some wins at big prices um, over September. Okay. 15 games done and dusted. Noah, that was fun. Uh, but we need to hit the, hit yeah, absolutely. Two, the two men show always goes a little bit quicker. Um, we need to hit the lock and dogs then. What have you got for us, man? All right, so for my lock, I, I, I like two of them. One was a total, one was a money line. Uh, actually, three of them, I lied. Uh, another is a run line. Um, I'm going to go... <clears throat> i got to then turn to my page for my notes on this. We're going to go with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals against Cincinnati Reds. Mike Miner on the mound, one of the worst left-handed pitchers in the league. St. Louis, they crush left-handed hitting. Number one OPS in the MLB against left-handed pitching. I mean, 808 OPS, and they're second in WRC Plus with a 117. The Cardinals run line is my lock. And then for my dog, um, let me go through here. My dog is going to be... We're going to go with the – I'm putting everybody to sleep. 
<laughs> the Angels plus 170, that price is just a little too good for the way that they've been playing lately, the way that the Yankees offense has been slumping lately. Patrick Sandoval in great, great form, like we just previously mentioned, like two games ago that we were talking about it. So the Angels plus 170 is going to be my dog. A nice, good price there. Uh, come on, Trout and Otani. Let's do this. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, I'm just having a look tomorrow. Who was that? Chalky one uh, or the Atlanta Braves tomorrow. I'm just trying to put a little parley into my book here oh. <laughs> um, to see what this parley might pay. Um, you don't have another dog again? No, I've got like so minus 114. I mean, we don't often we don't deal in parlays particularly. Um, so the yeah, the Braves and the Cardinals. Um, a two-team parlay at the moral pays minus 114, uh, which seems like a really nice play. Um, yeah. yeah, my luck, I'm going to go to that Braves game, but I'm going to play them on the money line. I'm um, sold them minus 130, around about minus 136. I have written down price of the century, probably over-egging it ever so slightly, uh, but it does look like a good bet. Um, Orlando will just have far too much for um, Ryan Feltner in Colorado here. And for my dog, I had two written down and you've taken the Angels, so I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks, uh, plus 130. We like Tommy Henry. Barely fault. It doesn't really blow my skirt up much for the Phillies. Uh, Arizona won four in a row, so plus 130 seems like a fun price at home for them. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the line of blowing your skirt up. <laughs> okay, it's a fairly steady. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, well done, gang. Uh, we got there in the end. Uh, I feel confident about this. It's been a seems like a tricky week, but um, there was only eight games on Monday, so I haven't gathered enough momentum. The uh, the Tuesday slate starts just about any minute now. Actually, it's I think it's twenty. It's twenty to midnight now where yeah, I am. So this is game time. So, oh yeah. well, exactly. Right at this moment, then. So yeah, we're going to build up some momentum, uh, and then we, we'll, before we get to the end of the week, we'll be able to hit that hard. Uh, Noah, what's happening tonight? Anything you need to tell us? Tonight we got some Tuesday night miracles in the Dana White contender series of UFC. I mean, Daniel Vreeland Gumby over on the UFC pod is just a maniac when it comes to these things. He's been slumping lately. Uh, he's had two losing episodes in a row, but. Dude's been automatic the last two years. That's that's the one show, one of them that got me into uh, just like wanting to get involved in SGPN, and I can't recommend that more. Um, and then the other one that I currently work with, uh, not not just you guys, I listened to you guys a little bit prior to coming here, but uh, the college experience, and we mentioned earlier earlier uh, Wednesday night they'll be recording, and then that just means that I will be busy. Uh, clipping their episode, their like giant two hour episode for like 50 Division One college football games, just taking their locks and uh, posting some clips on TikTok, Twitter. Um, we'll see if we can do that on Instagram, but uh, for right now, it's just those two platforms. But I got my hands full. Uh, Muna or I'll oh, mood off Malcolm. How about you? Sorry, um, I would just advise people to look out for the AAA championship article, which will be <laughs> yeah. dropping in the next day or two. Um, be if you missed the exclusive at the top of the show that we're going to edit out. Um, and then also, big, big game tomorrow, Newcastle, Liverpool. Uh, okay. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock kickoff here. Home Moon off and Dylan. Sorry? Home game or away game? 
it's away for Newcastle. We 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 um I, I I imagined the odds last night and then Dylan found them and I was pretty I was pretty close. Liverpool are gonna be about minus three hundred, Newcastle are gonna be about plus eight hundred. So we are a dog uh plus tomorrow. Plus it, yeah, yeah. What's what's funny about that? Why what's so like Okay, well, so it's a three outcome game. I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah, you, the, yeah. The the draw will be about plus three fifty, plus four hundred. Yeah, I forgot about like that whole thing that draws yeah. are common in soccer. It's so dumb. So just, don't just tell do Moonaf or Dylan. Everybody loves but... penalty kicks, right? I no. love penalty kicks. Don't be so no? silly. What? No. Come on, uh, I was I was a goalie. I loved those things. And now we'll have a. I will take. I would snap your hand off now if you offered me a draw tomorrow. Uh, that would be a great point for us to come uh, continue our unbeaten start of the season. So yeah, you will. You'll know how we got on by my mood when the podcast starts this time uh, tomorrow I'll night. Be here tomorrow night, I'll be at the Tigers uh, game. So oh, of course, oh, well, have, have a lovely time, mate. Uh, have a have a hot dog for me. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for piling in in the chat. All the usual faces, Dryden and Cosmo um, and the rest of the gang were in there. So that's always good fun. If you're listening to the pod um, on Wednesday, um, you should try and join in, get, get across and have a um, get involved in the live feed. So yeah, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Some combination of me and Dylan and Moonaf. Um, good luck with all your bets until then. We will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>